So for today's podcast, we're in for a real treat. We're joined by a couple of individuals from the Southern Indiana Career and Technical Center. So David St. Clair, you're the Director of Career and Technical Education, and Kevin Williams, the Assistant Director. So both of you are here because this is such a phenomenal program. Uh, it's in a great facility on Lynch Road, and we want to make sure people know what's going on there. So David, we'll start with you. If somebody asks you, what is taking place inside the Career and Tech Center? How would you answer that? Well, the Career and Technical Education Center is designed for juniors and seniors in high school. We offer 21 different programs that span from culinary arts through automotive services to computer science to public service to health science, manufacturing classes. So we offer a wide range of courses for students that really fit students that are going straight into the workforce or maybe going on to a post-secondary school to follow that career path that they that they'd like to. Uh, so, you know, we offer those types of courses in a very highly technical setting and with some of the most up-to-date equipment that we can that really mirrors what is going on out in industry. It really does prepare our students. And, and Kevin, I'll turn to you for this because we're so proud of the EVSC to offer several innovative model programs. This is one of them. So for a junior or senior at any of our high schools, and in fact, other counties as well, that's what makes this program unique. They can come to the Career and Technical Center, but when they do, it, it, what does that look like in terms of how does that fit with their regular traditional high school, if you will? So we attract students from five different counties. So students come to us uh, typically as juniors uh, for 740 to 1010. So students show up first part of their day, take their classes at our school. They'll jump on a bus at 1010, go back to their home school, uh, take their math and science, English courses, wherever they need uh, to graduate. And then um, senior year, typically they stay at their home school in the morning session. And then at 1140, they attend our school to take that elective course. So I think that is a, a key point because I know this is a big decision for students who Absolutely. are in high school to make. So when you make a decision to go to this particular innovative model program, you're not choosing to leave your school and leave your friends. It's really that half-day program with transportation provided. Absolutely. So students that attend our school still participate in student council. They still participate in football and anything else going on at their home schools. Um, if a kid needs to leave early for practice or for a game or to attend a, a meeting at their school, they still participate in all those events at their home school. So we're just an extension of what they do at their normal um, high school. Okay. And David, uh, another point that I think makes this program so interesting, it is, it's really that connection to many of the area businesses and trades and industries. And so I you know in your role, you're very active with that. Tell us a little right. bit about Thank that. Thank you for asking. That's a great question. We have a very active partnership with many businesses and industry in our area. Uh, every one of our program has an advisory board that from people from industry come in and tell our instructors, you know, what's the what's the newest technology that they are offering in their plants? What do our students need to know to be successful in those types of programs? So we have folks from, you know, Barry, Toyota, Flanders, Deaconess, St. Vincent, you know, all the surrounding automotive facilities, Cummins. Uh, so we have a great and wide variety of, of folks that also that help us determine what we do and, and how we teach at uh, the Career Center, along with post-secondary partners, too. So we have a, a good collection of folks that uh, help us better prepare students. And I, I want to tag on what, what David just said, Kevin. 
because I do think sometimes people get confused about this. This offers great opportunities for students after high school. But we have a lot of students here who their plans for after high school include moving to a college or university using some of the skills that they've learned or the programs they've participated in. Yes, absolutely. 75% of our students upon high school graduation go off to post-secondary education. That could be an apprenticeship. That could be full-time college um, at 40 regional universities. Um, Again, students leave our school. They go on straight to to work, but some go straight to college. Again, we find that in our uh, follow-up study, a study we do that's 15 months after they graduate, Again, 75% are still enrolled in some sort of post-secondary education. So, Kevin, when you're talking about some of these programs, uh, they may even be programs that some people may not even know exist in a facility like the Southern Indiana Career and Technical Center. Tell us about a couple of those. So, absolutely. When people think of our school, they think of traditional vocational education like welding, precision machine, and building trades. Uh, But we also offer classes like engineering, uh, health science education, architecture, radio, graphic design. There's a whole host of classes there that students can come to our school and they can leave going straight to a career or they can go to two-year or four-year university to advance their degree. So if you picked what, like, give us an example or you, you gave us a list of examples of those programs, but pick one of those and just tell us a little bit more about what uh, someone could, a parent could expect their student experience if they picked any one of those. They're all fantastic. So for a student in engineering or architecture, they come to our school for two years. Uh, they're going to learn some basic CAD softwares packages. They're going to learn some theory as well. Um, they're going to earn college credits from places like Ivy Tech, Vincennes University, University of Southern Indiana. And from that, they can continue their education. Um, students go straight to internships their fourth semester. So they can go work at places like architecture firms or manufacturing firms. Uh, they could also uh, continue on. We have students at Rolls-Holman. We have students at USI, UE, Ivy Tech, Vincennes. Again, we send kids all over to different placements, whether it's straight to work or straight to college uh, to further their education. So students can expect certifications while they're in our programs. They can also expect college um, credits while they're there. Again, just a whole host of um, opportunities for these kids. These kids, I think one thing is important to, to point out is when they come to our school, they're learning from people that left industry, professionals from industry that came to our school to teach their trade. Well, and I think it's interesting, too, and you're right. I mean, these are truly ex people who are ex, have expertise in their fields that are Absolutely, teaching them yes. and have, have that previous experience that they're able to share with their students. So David Kevin alluded in as he was kind of getting into his answer about um, some of the programs that most people probably assume are at a program like we have, but I'm not sure people envision just exactly what they entail and the possibilities and the new high technical equipment students are working with and how that's arranged. So tell us a little bit about those more traditional programs. Just a a couple of examples. One would be in our precision machining and our advanced uh, manufacturing classes, where now a lot of it is mostly computerized. So CNC equipment, uh, PLC uh, boards that the students learn on and how that integrates with uh, industry and how that affects those types of jobs and what they have to know, robotics, those types of things, which are really in line with a lot of kids. They love computerized uh, robotics or equipment, those types of things. And that's where all of that is really moving to. It's not like your old greasy shop anymore. There's a lot of high-tech equipment that they have to learn to be able to use to uh, put those skills into effect when they go out to a, a job. 
The other one, I think, is our building trades uh, area with HVAC and electricity, because each year those kids go out and start a new house uh, with a entity like Habitat, for instance, Habitat for Humanity, or the Public Education Foundation. This year we're building one with Habitat where our kids in building trades will go out and do everything from the foundation to the flooring system, the rafters, they'll do all they're building a home, they're for building lack of a, a better home. way of saying they're it. They're building a home. So we have juniors that come into class that have never used a circular saw, that have never swung a hammer. They're going out on the job site and actually learning what those steps are it takes to build a house. Uh, our electrical class will come in rough in. They'll do all the lighting, all of the fixtures, all of those types of things. Then our HVAC class will come in, run all the duct work, set the furnace, air conditioner, those types of things to have that house ready to go when somebody's going to move in. I, I think what has stood out to me, and I've certainly been out to your program many times over the years, and as you go in and out and you're visiting programs, there is such a sense of pride, in, of course, on your instructors and, and you all, but as well, your students. I mean, they truly do. They love showing what they've learned in that lab setting. And that is so true because, uh, you know, when Kevin or I walk in those classes, you can tell the instructors are usually right in with the students digging in, getting their hands dirty, doing what, you know, whatever that class may be. But the kids really show a lot of pride in what they do and the skills that they're learning because a lot, all these skills are lifelong skills that they can take with them when they leave. But I think they're, they're kind of surprised that, wow, I didn't know I could do that before I got there, especially just like when it comes to like building the house or, or running an electrical circuit or, you know, in the engineering, learning some of those CAD programs or even in culinary when they're, you know, baking a, a carrot cake or whatever it may be that, you know, they'd never had those experiences before. So these are all new experiences, but experiences they'll be able to take with them. And I know I, one more thing I want to touch on that I think is very interesting, and for parents or students who may be watching this, is this is not just for male students. You have a lot of female students, many of whom are really being set up to be successful because their particular group industry is actually looking for females to enter the workforce, right? Absolutely. Uh, we try really hard to, to recruit those uh, students that you expect to see in certain industries. So whether it's females in manufacturing or males in health sciences, uh, we really work hard to reach out to those other groups and say, hey, there's a place for you in this industry. Come join us um, to go back and talk about the the pride piece at our school. Um, if you walk into the diesel service program or automotive service or auto collision, I mean, what high school kid, male or female, doesn't you know, like working on their car or making it better or figuring out what's wrong with it? Mm -hmm. um, or if you walk in our animal sciences class, which is going to be a veterinarian career class next year, um, we have these kids coming in from maybe they have show animals. Maybe they just have a, a, just an, a, a fond liking for their pets, but they take pride in that. And when they come to our school, they get to apply that pride to that knowledge. And again, it's just a great opportunity for kids to learn. And I guess if you haven't been inside this program, if you've driven past it on Lynch Road, it's obviously a very large facility. I think the key is in this program, you're not just reading out of a textbook or off something online about this particular area you're in. You're doing some of that, but then you're actually in the lab space doing it. Whichever program you're in, you are doing hands-on the majority of the time. Even in classes where you don't think about hands-on, uh, we have computer science and computer networking. You usually think, well, those kids are stuck behind a computer all day. What's hands-on about that? Well, they're making apps. They're building apps uh, for our school, for other people. 
They're working with local industry and local companies to develop apps. Um, they're learning how networks work. I know they help out um, on their internships with local companies with EVSC included. So again, um, these kids just have a, a wide range of opportunities. And again, where you don't think it's hands-on, yes, it's still hands-on. They're behind a computer, they're, they're networking, or they're in health sciences. They're learning how to um, safely transport uh, patients from uh, point A to point B. So again, just a lot of hands-on opportunities. Yeah, I think that's one thing that that we really strive for out there is to make sure the uh, abundance of that class time, a lot of it is really used for lab experiences and, and those technical skills. Of course, there there is some class time sure. that, that students have to, to sit to learn some things, some book work, but there's we try to limit that because we know those kids are out there to really put their hands on and learn those skills that that's why they're there for those specific programs. And before I, I, I definitely want to get you, uh, Kevin, your response to what's our next step if we're interested in this as parents, as students. But David, I did want to finish with you then by asking, I know you're active in career and technical education around the state as part of your role here in your position. So clearly our facility, because of the how high tech it is, it's a fairly new facility in, in the scheme of things when you look at that. Uh, it has to put our students in this community in a position that is certainly in much better shape than many around the state just because of what they have here. Yeah, we are very fortunate. Uh, EVSC uh, has provided us with that facility, and we do take a lot of pride in keeping it up to date Technology-wise, you know, we're always looking at, you know, how we can reinvest dollars to to bring in the new technology that goes along with what is being used out in industry. And I really think if you go out and speak to anybody in industry that's familiar with us or our building or our programs, they're going to tell you, man, this is really high-tech, they're up-to-date, and this is a facility that you would love to have your students go learn at. So, Kevin, let's finish up with you then. If you're interested in this, you certainly, as we said earlier, you can go to the website. You can get a lot of information, see Absolutely. some videos. Uh, but what are next steps then if you're a parent or a student? So when I talk to students, I always say, number one, talk to your family. Go to our website, SICTC.com. Go to the Y Courses tab or YSICTC tab and Courses tab. We have videos. We have brochures, downloadable uh, print files you can check out. That will give you a lot of information around our school. Uh, the second thing I ask you to do is go to our Facebook site. We have a lot of great videos and, and pictures of just what goes on in our classrooms every day. Um, the next thing I would say is talk to your counselor at school. Um, they're an important piece of this decision. You know, they know your strengths and weaknesses. They can help advise you correctly. So go talk to your counselor. After you've done that, uh, we'd love for you to go to www.applytosictc.com. Um, if you can't remember that, you can always go to our website and get sure, there as well. Sure. Um, but go there and by January 1st, apply. That's our preferred window. After January 1st, a lot of our classes will be full. Um, for classes that aren't full, again, we're still taking applications for the whole school. Sure. Um, but again, if you don't apply by January 1st, you could miss out. You may we, not get your first pick of what program you actually want. Absolutely. Or you might not get any picks because, again, these classes are highly sought after. Um, if you miss the January 1st deadline, that's okay. We still take applications all the way up until August of the following school year. Okay. So even if you miss, still apply. Sure. And we'll do our best to get you in. To get them matched up with if there's space available in the program and that matches their interest. Absolutely. 
clearly this is a program about our students having options to put them in a position to be successful after high school, which is something vitally important. So we're going to post this, um, but it's going to include a link to your website because I know you have lots of information on your website. You have other videos. And if people have questions, David, what do you all ask them to do? Well, they can go to our website and there is an area where they can post questions there. Also, that's where our application is for those sophomores right now getting ready. They're looking towards their junior year. So that application process is also on there. And and that's what we'd like for them to do. Okay, great. Well, we're going to wrap it up there. But again, go to the website for the Southern Indiana Career and Technical Center. If you have any questions, David St. Clair, Kevin Williams, thanks so much for taking the time to share this uh, very exciting information. Thank you.